we'll talk about it on the podcast. Oh no! Okay, we'll I have a story, so we can go into that. You have a story about your name? Yeah. Well, we'll hear it. First of all, I have to do a proper introduction. Oh, Are okay. you ready? No. Are you ready? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready when Are she's ready. ready. Are you ready? Are we ever ready? Let's find out. Welcome back to the Tony Shalhoub podcast. <laughs> also known as. The Tony Shalhoub Power Hour. Also known as. Also known as T-T-S-P-H. I'm your host, Tony Shalhoub. Ooh. And this is my co-host, Tony Shalhoub. Hello. <laughs> can you, can you, <laughs> give me your best Tony Shalhoub. Hello, I'm Tony Shalhoub. That was, you like that? That was good. Yeah. Ashley, like right as right out of Maisel. Do you have a Tony Shalhoub impression? Ooh, I Hello, Sorry. I'm Tony Shalhoub. Oh. oh, see, that was good. We're surrounded. Here's mine. Here's mine. I'm Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> but that's Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> With a sinus doing infection. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, doing Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> um, no, no, it's actually dressed for the podcast you want. My name is David Andrew Laws. I am joined again. Did I say my last name weird just then? Laws. Laws. Uh, I'm Tony Shalhoub. You've been on the East Coast too long. <laughs> um, and my co-host is Megan Greener. Hello. She is great. Yes. <laughs> I'm speaking for her today. Hello. Uh, and our guest. <laughs> Don't sound too perturbed. <laughs> our guest? <laughs> well, I'm really excited about Ashley, which is her name. Oh. Ashley Smith. Uh, first and foremost, because I... Th- you're all right. Don't get offended. Okay, I'm gonna say I something. won't. All right, Ashley's our first like non-artist. Yeah, yay, or, or artist of a different kind. Uh, yes, non <laughs> to be theater artist, person? artist of yeah. different stripes and because you don't do theater. I don't do theater. I you, know a lot of theater. You've seen theater. Yeah, I've seen theater. She and is. A, she is a theater goer. My friends are theater people. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Yeah? It's Friday. Good. It's very Friday. Not when people are listening to this. This is true. Okay. It's Wednesday. But it could be your Friday. Maybe your Wednesday (laughs) is your Friday. It's always, you know what they say, it's always Friday somewhere. Right. That's it. (laughs) They say that. It's not correct. They do say that. It's not correct, but they do say that. Um, That's the other thing about it's five o'clock somewhere is it's not five o'clock somewhere at 2.14 in the afternoon. Because then it would be five fourteen, wherever it was, hmm. right? Whatever you don't, yeah. you don't have to get me. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm just looking at you, Ashley. Yes, I do, I want to properly introduce you, but I can't. Okay, so I want you to okay. properly introduce you. Like, what is my work? Well, you have title? a lot of letters after is, your name, I, yeah. and I know you're very proud of them, as most people Shh. are when they have letters after their names. Sure. Do yeah. you want to know all the letters after? Ashley's oh my god! Name? Please list them. They are M S O T, comma O T R slash L. Is that all of them? It's for now. Yes. Oh my gracious! But as I become more successful. Hopefully, I will be- get more letters. She'll okay. get more letters of the yeah. alphabet in there. Eventually, it'll just be the whole alphabet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she starts getting numbers and like symbols in there, then yeah. you know that she's Hashtag. at the top of her train. <laughs> like it's your screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe when you see someone online and their name is like Susan Green 458, yeah. that that's how many degrees they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that you're an occupational therapist. Yes. And that's what some of those letters are. That's MSOT is that for Ms. Occupational <laughs> Therapist? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's Masters of Science. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. 
And then... Of occupational... Masters in Science of Occupational Therapy is the MSOT. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which mo- at, no one puts behind their name like when you're signing a doc, like a legal document no. as an OT. Um, that's just the degree that you get as an OT. Great. Or um, anyone as a Masters of Science. And then the OTRL is Occupational Therapist... Right registered no. <laughs> that is a big part of my job and i get confused with it um registered and licensed oh um so you don't have to be registered but you have to be licensed but you're both but i'm both congratulations Thank yes. you. how yeah. long did that all take uh, who just made mm. a weird sound i heard it was that you <laughs> that was me. i'm keeping it in <laughs> sorry wine <laughs> um, i like slightly okay, how long did it, did it take you the program was two and a half years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I want a bunch of letters. Should yeah. I get my MSOT? Do you call it an MSOT? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the first. We could. I yeah. got an MSOT. It's like an EGOT. Yeah. Right. Ooh. I mm-hmm. wish it was like an EGOT. Well, I mean, yeah, what's next? Cool. What are the next letters? Oh, um, I think the most current letters I'm looking at are CEAS letters. C E A S, which is certified emergency ass. <laughs> yes. Whenever you need ass, please call. No, actually, that was not solicitation. This episode brought to you by right. Um, no, it's a ergonomic certification. Okay. To be an ergonomist. All right, let's back up because this po- this podcast is listened to by <laughs> artists, and we've said too right, many yeah. things. We'll back it up. Um, anyway, those are the letters. It's not that I don't understand. It's that I'm worried other people won't understand. Right. It's really that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's the others. So what <laughs> What do you do? Okay, so do you want like the definition of occupational therapy or me specifically? Um, let's I'll do give both. you a little. Let's, okay. do, let's do what's an occupational so therapist. OT is actually a really young profession. Um, it's only been around for about 100 years, 101 wow. this mm. year. Dope. Um, and it was started by women in the uh-huh. World War II. Um, but it's basically occupational therapists are people that help people get back to their ADLs, more letters that we use in my profession, um, <laughs> that mean activities of daily living. So dressing, oh. eating, um, so it's like bathing, sex, uh, sleep. I'm sorry. You help people get back to, first of all, yes. the daily activity of sex? I mean, Because Megan, we got to have a talk <laughs> if that is the case. Oh, my God. She's like, it's like insatiable. It's like eight times a day. <sighs> it's daily, Megan. No. Um, so, Explicitness on the podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. so whatever, what, um, whatever someone defines their activities of daily living as mm-hmm. occupational therapists help them get back to doing those things either get back to or progressing them towards those things so they've either had a severe incident trauma that has caused them to not be able to do those things anymore right. or they were born in a way that they can't do it the way most people do okay um and i specifically work with two to five year olds mm. um with severe developmental delay and visual impairment wow yeah i love that so much so most of them haven't had a traumatic event per se as they were like typically developing and could do all these things and then go back but we're trying to find i guess remediative ways of have you helping also them worked do. with people who had i have trauma? yeah do you 
Oh my god! All right, so this whole episode is the serious corner. I'm sorry. There will be no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. This ep- no, it's great. This someone told me the other day. Someone told me that an episode, the episode with Marissa, mm-hmm. where we talked about uh, healing tree, healing and stuff. Oh, her, I, made I her listened cry. to that this morning. And I was, it was like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. my silly doofy butt podcast made you cry. Um, apparently, it's not as silly doofy and buddy as I thought. So. I mean, success and whatnot, and all the stuff that comes with it is a nuanced thing, and it and it's. It could be deep. It can be deep. Can be deep. It can be deep. Yeah. Um. So, what, do you find it? Um. Is one easier than the other working with people who did have that uh sort of daily routine and know how to get back to it versus people who are babies so they haven't? Ooh, that's a really good question. Thank you. I'm a you really know. good podcast host. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. Hosting <laughs> is your thing. As his eyes go crossed, <laughs> <laughs> one eye goes in. <laughs> Look at me. Um, that's a difficult question. I would say. I mean, I imagine working with babies it, is tough. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they're both difficult in their own ways. But like you said, it working with children that haven't had the abilities before, mm-hmm. um, they're exciting first for them. Mm-hmm. So you know, holding a spoon and eating their first yogurt or Mm. taking their first couple steps or saying their first word or saying their first utterance or, you know, anything like that is more, um, wow, that's amazing. But then on the other spectrum, oh my God, I put my shoes on today yeah, and I haven't done that in months. That's also amazing. So I think they're amazing in their different respects and they're both difficult in different respects. Um, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. sufficient. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that that's sort of like OT in a nutshell. What's because mm-hmm. you were going to tell us both? You're going to tell us a little bit about what OT was, and then what you specifically are, and what you specifically are is working with the children's. Yes, the children's. Yeah, and I mean, how did you get into that? Um, luck, success, all of those things. Oh, <laughs> well, let's just jump uh, right into it. Are you Ashley? A successful person? I think as of as an avid listener of this podcast, Dope. I think I would have to kind of go off of Megan's answer in that I think I'm on a successful path. Okay. That I there's other things that I want to succeed in in more my letters. life. But more letters. Mm-hmm. Um but I so far I have been successful. And in things that I didn't necessarily think that I would like OT, for instance. You didn't hmm. think you would be doing that? No. I so, so this was something that you kind of fell into and it ended I, up being the best yes. thing? Yes. How? Yeah. What yeah. were you going to do? Amazing. PT. <laughs> oh, I thought for a minute ah. you were going to say pizza. A dance what was were also you gonna a thing. Do? I was going to yeah. be Papa John's. I wish I could just do pizza. <laughs> you can also do pizza. Don't worry. I have faith in you. Okay. Um, so you, wait. Did you say dance? Yeah. That was like my start in science and like why I wanted to do. Interesting. Yeah. And what ha- happened? No, uh, nothing happened. Do you still dance? <laughs> I on, haven't in a it. while. No one. It's been can a couple see. months. It's an audio medium. But, no one will see. It's yeah. been a couple of months. Yeah. That's not long. No, it isn't like dance life, but no, yeah, that's true. My Just like act life. life. Like if you're not flexing that muscle, then sure, it it gets weak. But sure. um. Yeah, so I've been a I was a dancer since I was two. Wow. Um, I danced in in Florida. That's where I'm from most of my life. I went and danced in a ballet company when I was like 17. Um, and I think that is when I realized like 
I had very supportive and successful family members of my dance career. Like they were like, you, you do this. That's what you should do if you want to do that. Um, but also there's other things out there if you're interested in other things. And so I really was kind of put at this fork in my life of like, do I progress with dance mm-hmm. um, or do I do something else that still like allows me to embody what dance gives me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just decided like I I had known people in the dance world and the arts world that hadn't been as successful and I was I think afraid of that at a young age of like not having a foundation and so I decided to go the science route and I knew I wanted to do a science that worked with the body so my undergrad degree more crazy letters is Mm -hmm. applied physiology and kinesiology wow um with a specialization in fitness and wellness so I really try to understand the body because I knew like I liked how the body moved in dance and so I'm just going to use that and make that my degree. So then I did that and I worked with people with Parkinson's. Um, That's amazing. When people and find out what you do, do yeah. what do they ask you? Do they ask you? Like, <laughs> like when you're an actor, people are like, uh-huh. oh, have I seen you anything? When people ask, find out what you do, are they like, oh, my knee hurts. Will you look at it and tell me why it hurts? Well, usually they give me like a blank stare. Oh. Okay. It, it's usually <laughs> like, uh, yeah, 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 OT, yeah. And you're like, and I'm like, you don't know what I do, but that's okay. But you're also like, by the way, you're nodding. I can tell that you have a ruptured vertebra <laughs> right. in your third clavicle. cervical. Oh, yep. There's something. <laughs> there's something wrong around the L5 section. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it transferred to working with babies. Yeah. When so did that happen? Where um, do you work now? Do you want to talk about them specifically? Um. I can talk about them in like him, her, fake no, name not way. The babies. Oh, okay. Because co- I know totally. The company, I would the... want you to make up names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the co- you, you work for a for a, a, like a school or a company. It's a non for profit organization in called? Brooklyn called Helen Keller Services. Helen Keller Services. Mm, yeah. And what do you do there? What's so, your day to day? Occupational therapy. Um, I am there like eight thirty to three thirty. I see about nine children a day. Wow. Um, nine children a day all at once or no. each? Um, individual sessions. Great. Um, but the school's really, really great and they have pet therapy. We have music therapy. <gasps> we have dance therapy. And we have um, vision and speech and physical therapy as well as OT. So the kids are really immersed in a lot of different things. Do they sort of um, like cycle through from one to the other? Like they'll come see you for stuff and then go see a dog and then go see a guitar? Yeah, cool. kind of. Um, but then as therapists, you can push into sessions to see how the kids, you know, because a lot of times we are taking them out of things. Okay. Um, so we'll like push in and see them interact with their other classmates um like one day out of the week uh me and the other ot at the school do a sensory experience with the wh- a whole classroom cool. so it's all eight children um what is that working do? together what do you do fun. what do you sense you touch mm-hmm. yeah yeah fun like different blocks um, right now we're doing a flower and water experiment. Cool. So just like gooey Play-Doh. Oh, I touched some, I, I was teaching Shakespeare to preschoolers like I do, and they had a big bin full of these little, um, spheres that looked like they were going to be like nice and smooth and sort of glassy. Uh, and they were gooey. It was so bad. <laughs> I, I, we 
walked into the room and I didn't touch it. And we went through the whole class and I didn't touch it. And then as I was leaving, I was like, I got to touch this. And I touched <laughs> it and it was so nasty. So oh it's God. funny because a lot of my kids don't want to touch it. <gasps> what? And, but and what happens? Uh, we encourage them to touch it you and try to, to explore it. different things. What? Um, Do they not want to touch it visually? or Because there, there are also some kids that you said who, who mm-hmm. have vision issues. Um, do they look at it and they don't want to touch it or do they not want to be told to touch stuff? You know, I don't tell me what to touch. It might be a little bit of both. Right. Um, but it's also a weird texture. So they're used to knowing what their clothes feel like and they're used to knowing what plain water feels like. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these kids don't have the opportunity to play in a sand, like explore like most children can on their own. Like they don't have the mobility to just like walk over to that mud puddle and mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. So um, giving them the opportunity to feel things that aren't necessarily typical is like important. So that's what we do. Yeah. Hmm. I have a question for you. Um, yes. So in this, uh, I guess in, in a normal day, mm-hmm. are there certain parts of the day or does it matter? Do the parents sit in or is there like a, is there like a, a policy where it's no, we actually get, uh, this is very important that we do one-on-one with the child uh, and then we'll let you know how we did this thing when the session is done. Do you have policies or certain times when parents are in? Um, and this is like solely because there's tons of OTs out there that are in so many different realms and it mm. can get like very wonky. Um, so I will solely speak for like how sure. Helen Keller and like where, what I'm currently in. Um, no is a short answer. We embrace parents coming in if they want to sit in. It depends on the child too. Sure. Some kids, when they see their mom or dad, it's over. <laughs> and I was just going to ask that. Like they're, yeah. when the parents are in the room as opposed to when they're not, it's probably night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are like, oh, mom's here. It's time to go. Yeah. Um, and then other ones, especially so we have the preschool, but then we also have early intervention, which is zero to three-year-olds. Um, and that early intervention is a program that is free um, in New York City for anyone that qualifies with a disability um, to get services. Mm-hmm. So in that program, they encourage parents and caregivers to learn techniques Good. to help their kids at home and at school. So um I mandated. I mandated plus mama mama ma. <laughs> mandated plus. Um, it's great to have the parent to come in and speak to the parent at least once a week in mm-hmm. that program. So I, they are very much involved if they're in the early intervention preschool. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for these kids to have a typical normal, you know. Yeah. Um, schedule mm-hmm. in preschool. When I was a kid, my mom wasn't there, so. Sure. These kids are also experiencing time alone from their parents, giving them independence. Um, But in the early intervention, a lot of times the parents will come in and, you know, we'll talk to them about things. Well, Hmm. let's circle this back to success. Okay. Uh, Because you are one of the first people who it seemed like you really like had a reason to come and talk about this when we talked about what the podcast was about. Yeah. Why? So... As I mentioned earlier, I have been an avid listener and I enjoy hearing everyone's successes. And But they're all dumb. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> of course not. They're all, no, they're all amazing. They're all doing it wrong. No way. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I think I'm able to bring a tidbit 
to uh, us as millennials or whoever is listening. Millennials, old people, younger people, My grandma whatever. Hi, Grandma. Nancy? No. Rita? Rita? Oh. Yeah. Hi, Rita. <laughs> um, you know, as typically developing mostly healthy humans. Thank you. Um, that every day you should say you're successful. Interesting. Um, so my job is to not only help these children like be able to achieve things, but we we do it on a scale of success, sort of. So we have to create goals for these kids. Right. Um, milestones. Milestones, right. And they are something simple as like container play, taking something out of a jar, mm-hmm. um, opening your hand, eating solid food for the first time, wow. standing up with minimal support, standing up with moderate support. So hearing all these wonderful successes of everyone else, I think sometimes when you are feeling unsuccessful, it's important to think like, yeah, but I woke up today and I was able to put my clothes on by myself and I was able to know where I was supposed to go to work and I knew how to do my job and I was able to maybe provide for my family and all of those things are successes. So that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and and I want to fight. Oh, oh no. It. I yes. know this is interesting and this will be an interesting uh, discussion. Why so. do you want to fight? Well, because my because of my reaction to it, right? And 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 disclaimer that like this is all coming out of love and total agreement and stuff. Uh, I, lately, I've been um, going on a lot of philosophical like let's just talk about it and maybe when i say these words out loud i will know that they are wrong so i'm going to do that in this instance doesn't that there's this idea of never look into your neighbor's bowl uh unless you're making sure they have enough or that's not the one it's the the adage about like we're all on our own journey in our mountain and we're not supposed to compare to one another right. isn't that just sort of the opposite side of comparing that's not going oh i wish i were where that person is but it is going oh at least i'm not where that person um, is sure you could look at it that way or you could just look at it as a form of gratitude mm. like i am grateful that i have two limbs that allow me to locum locomote that's not a word i think it is ambulate ambulate that, that's that's, <laughs> that's the word ambulate to where i need to go or i have a voice that can tell like give opinion or, yeah so i think it's more of a it's for a, me it's become a gratitude thing I, I mean i can literally only imagine it, it it must be incredibly um what's the word What's the word? I don't know. Ashley works with people all day with whom she connects that have very difficult lives. And she goes home and she opens a beer all on her own and lies down in bed next to her giant sexy boyfriend. (laughs) And it must be very gratifying is not the word, but it also must be gratifying. Yeah, it's gratifying. Um, What's the fucking word that I mean? Well, I could see it being humbling too, but... Maybe that's... Uh, the word is it humbling yeah it's humbling it's um i i feel like i've done my part in the day Mm. um i feel like i've been a part of the universe in a positive way i was saying that to a colleague earlier today i was like even if 
they aren't meeting the goal that I wrote down on a piece of paper today, or they're not reaching the successes that are written on their plan, I can at least be a positive influence in their life. And so, yeah. So at the end of the day, if I can say that I was a positive influence on my kids' lives, then then I feel successful. I mean, you were you were telling me before we even started recording how like you get home from a full day of work and Carl's there. He comes home and he finds you already like wrapped up in a blanket yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and of course, you know, one could joke around and say it's because oh, I just went through a full day and I, yeah. I don't have anything left. <laughs> but, you know, it it yeah. sounds like what you were just saying now where you you gave your full capacity for the day. And you couldn't possibly give more. So you gave yeah. your purpose what it needed for today. It's it's kind of like that thing that I've, I don't know, yeah. where an actor does a show, they walk off stage. And if they try to think, what did I just do? I don't remember. That means you were in it. And like you were, you were in it and you used yourself to your full capacity. If you remember each and every moment, your brain and your energy was focused elsewhere, but yeah. the actual job itself. So to point on that (laughs) have you ever had someone have you ever performed to the capacity where you feel like you've done that you've performed and you you don't know what you did and then someone came up to you and said wow i love that yes and then not perform to your that capacity and had someone maybe not say anything to you oh yeah mixtures all the time and like as far as the the you know, being so quote unquote in it that I don't remember it. It usually with me, it happens in like a little bit, little pockets, you know? Um, I don't know if I've, if I've ever gone a whole show or like a whole act where I, I don't remember like anything, but there are, there are pockets within like, did I say that line tonight? Did I do that thing? Hmm. I guess I did. Cause we're here now, you know, I'll have, I'll have those types of moments. Is that a measure of success in the actor world? Hmm. Um, I think it can be. I mm-hmm. think there are probably schools about it. I think there are some actors who go their whole life without feeling that. Sure. And still think and are successful. Yeah. Um, and are and are doing it for other audience members, you know. Yeah, that's just art. But I mean, because mm-hmm. at the same time, you'll have one of those nights and go, I didn't think at all. I don't know how I did. And someone will go, ah, I was that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, I mean, so it is, uh, tra- not traumatic, but like, um, I mean, it's tough. It's gotta be tough to do that. And it's gotta be very rewarding. Are there bad parts? Oh. Do people go, you didn't do a good enough job with my child. Do people go, why is this happening? And you don't have an answer. Um, Ooh, that's a good, wow. That's a good question. I'm very good at my job. Yeah. <laughs> now I just have to start getting paid for this, and then I'll be great at my job. Oh, then I'll have achieved success, and then the podcast can end. The podcast can only end. I can only be freed from my podcast curse. <laughs> oh my god! When I start getting paid, wait. So don't pay me. Okay. <laughs> um, it can it be bad? Are there bads? Yeah, there's bads. Um, It's just like any other job where you have to work with other people that don't necessarily understand what you're doing, but you all have to work in this interweb. Mm. Um, 
And so learning how to communicate with other people within the team of helping this child or adult or anyone that's in a situation can be difficult. So I did my master's project, which is like something you have to do before you graduate on cultural competency. So it's being Mm. aware of others' cultures. And I think that can be a bad part of a job is like you're not necessarily aware of how to handle a situation because of your cultural references and understandings of something and their cultural references and understandings of something. So I um, can, I can relate to that. That must be tough. Yeah. So it's, you, sometimes you have to tiptoe around something or you feel strongly about how this person should go about their rehab plan. Like, you know what? You need to go home with a wheelchair. Like, and they don't want to. And they don't want to. And and sometimes you have to take that step back and say, "This is your your life, and it is your hmm. um, decision." At the end of the day, I'm giving you my best advice, and all I can say is it's my advice, yeah. and that's it. There's never a situation um, where you're like, "No, I'm the expert. This is yes, what you need to do." No, that doesn't happen. No, Wild. Uh, it's um. The the re- med- I mean the medical profession is ever changing, and so we have to use evidence based practice to like have the most um, up to date understanding of different topics. But there's no way I could say I know everything about pediatrics. You must have a very good temper. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you get at mad? work? <laughs> oh. I've never seen you mad. Do you get mad? Yeah. What Everyone if- gets mad. Mm-mm, not me. No, no, you never. No, no way. I don't ever get mad. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's all the Dr. Pepper. I can't wait to get married. I love <laughs> so I can learn everything about you. Sorry, that got weird. Yeah, I was a camp counselor once, and we had some uh, children from, I want to say, Malaysia. Hmm. Uh, is that a country? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ashley's shaking her head. Yes, uh, I'll edit that part out because I'm stupid. Um, well, now Ashley's second guessing <laughs> herself, so we're all yeah. stupid. We all had public school educations. We don't know. Yes, um, but in their culture, it was uh, you do not touch the top of the head. Hmm. That's where the soul is, and they're children, right? So they're at hip height and. Sometimes, you know, you'd you'd go to like move them or, you know, stop them from hugging you directly in the crotch or like not step on a bug. So you steer them by putting your hand on their head. Sometimes you would. But with these children, you did not. Yeah. You had to learn very quickly and be told. I'm a big fan of cultural competency and a huge fan of uh, aggressive cultural competency. When I've done something wrong or when I'm in danger of doing something wrong, I want to know about it now <laughs> so that I can not do it. I've rooted out I've rooted out the word guys from my vocabulary. I have not. Oh my God. It's <laughs> a hard one. I know. It's a hard yeah. one. Replaced it so hard. Um, I What else have I done that makes me amazing? Because we haven't talked a lot about me on this episode. Yeah, we have to revert it back. Yeah, we do have to talk about you. You have to tell us your Tony Shalhoub story. Oh, my Tony Shalhoub story. You, it's no, not no, 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 impressive. No, no. You can't get modest now because you walked. No, in the I'll room tell you. I'll, went, t- I'll definitely I'm tell you. Degrees from Tony Shalhoub. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm bad at math, so maybe further. But <laughs> I'll tell you, and you can decide. I will tell you how many degrees. Um. So, 
once again, reverting back to how awesome this podcast is. Yep. And I know that Tony Shalhoub has been brought up multiple times. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I can I can touch on this point. I don't just have to be the serious you corner. You touched Tony Shalhoub? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. So I was at a wedding a couple weekends ago. And Carl was in the wedding. And he was over with the wedding party. And we were talking to the groomsmen and the bridesmaids and one of the bridesmaids boyfriends is in marvelous miss Maisel. <gasps> oh this second season uh, um not in the first season not in the first oh, I can't season wait to see him so what's his name do you want it to say i don't want to say make it up no way <laughs> <laughs> his name's No Way. His name's No Way Jose. Oh, oh, I, I like, like it. That. It's <laughs> culturally <laughs> conscious. Everyone, right? start start googling. Totally. <laughs> no Way um, Jose. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, your friends on Maisel. And- yeah. So I guess in that way, oh, I totally would know Tony Schlupp. The wedding. No, right. I wish. See, Marvelous Maisel is actually the cornerstone of all this. Right. Because um, mm-hmm. Lily Stein's on Maisel, and Will Brill is going to get on this podcast eventually, mm-hmm. and he's on it. And Noe. 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 Our good friend Noe. <laughs> Our Noe. great, great new friend, Noe. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, coming next week. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk about Tony Shalhoub? No, did we you talk didn't about really the talk Marvelous about Mis- Have you seen the Marvelous Mystery? I have, yes. What do you I think? I love it. What do you think? It's great. I love that yes. show. You should uh, yeah, watch it's it again really, really good. before season two comes out. Yeah, get a little yeah. refresher. That yeah. show is dope as hell. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now I'm watching uh, Blacklist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I started watching Blacklist when it first came out because I also love James Spader. <laughs> I'm not cheating on Tony Shalhoub with James Spader, but it's kind of like an emotional affair. Sure. Um, really, just because all I want to do is listen to him talk. <laughs> you fair. don't share the sentiment. No, you're it's not okay, in no. your head like, eh, I don't yeah. really care. About it. <laughs> I want to talk about Tony Shalhoub some more. Here's Tony Shalhoub. Here's, Tony, here's my Tony Shalhoub. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Tony Shalhoub. That's Tony Shalhoub doing Christopher Walken. <laughs> doing Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <Shalhoub. I don't. laughs> okay. Wait, here's another one. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should set the scene, Megan. But you don't know what the scene is because you don't know what the impression is. Oh, so he's be. No, but you have, to, you have to make the impression for the scene. All right, go ahead. Uh, he's trying to open a pickle jar. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm Tony Shalhoub, but I can't open this pickle jar. That, that was Kermit the Frog. That was, that was Kermit <laughs> Ernie. I think that's sort of the Ooh, same. Ernie, person. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to Tony with you. is going to write this podcast and be like, stop. Please stop. Stop <laughs> talking about me. Stop doing impressions of me. <laughs> but then you will situations. Be, stop if it. <laughs> we get a cease and desist from Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I will consider that a success. There you go. Success. <laughs> like I told our haters last week, all I want is the attention. Uh-huh. I, I just want the validation and the verification. That people hate you? Um, is that, I is that a validation? the step in childhood about differentiating between good attention and bad attention. Okay. Uh, Maybe you can work with him. Maybe. Yeah. Does Megan have to be in the room if you work with me? No, because she's not your parent. You're not my parent. <laughs> You're not my real mom. Um, all right. We are winding down. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Um, I mean. So fast. I feel like you already answered it. Do you have advice 
right? You have you. I I really liked what you were saying about gratitude mm-hmm. and um, not taking things for granted, and I think that that's very important in this conversation. Um, do you have any other advice? I guess do you have any other advice for like people wanting to be successful? Do you have any advice for our large audience of potential so, occupational therapists? Yeah, right. Go OTs, hmm. the superhero of the current world. Um, I would say something that I was told when I was switching from PT to OT and just like when I was having a low time in my life and not really sure what I was wanting to do and felt very unsuccessful. So one of my professors said to me, you have to have shit in your flower pot to make a flower. Mm. And so I kind of carry that with me. Like, you know what? Sometimes bad things are going to happen and they, they need to happen to fertilize beautiful growth. So um, to everyone out there, it's okay if you didn't get that part. If you poop in a flower Or if pot. you <laughs> poop in a flower it's pot. It's okay. It's where it's supposed You're to You're helping go. someone else. That's what go I Go find heard. a They're going to get a flower soon. That's yeah. Because you pooped in their flower that's pot. That's the advice I just got was go poop in a flower <laughs> pot. Okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. Your poop is magical, so. Just don't do it when I'm out with you. Go <laughs> poop in a flower pot. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the more straight line answer to that so people don't poop in a I don't think it gets straighter line than poop in a flower pot. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe finding a flower pot, especially in New York City, not easy. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, What's the straighter line? (laughs) Don't harbor your lows and celebrate your successes. Um, And don't worry about the lows because they will become something great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, mm. What was your greatest success this week? Um, I'm going to be cheesy and say coming on this podcast <gasps> because, really wait, I'm going to have a good answer. Right. I'm not just going to be like, oh, because I love David Andrew Laws and Megan Greener and I <laughs> couldn't wait to be on the podcast. Um, <laughs> that was on a different octave. No, <laughs> I am excited and feel like this is my biggest success because one I was a little nervous because I was your first like non-actor you did great which is great and second because if I can tell other people about my profession it's a success so I'm glad I could give you a platform what do you okay we talked about this earlier you're really hard to find because your name is Ashley Smith Mm -hmm. which couldn't be less googleable Unless you were, <laughs> Which is I really even googled great, Ashley actually. Smith, occupational therapist. Yep, there are others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where can people find out about you and the stuff you do, and and or or just like, is there a broader resource? Do you want to send them to Helen Keller Services? Do you want to send them to become an occupational therapist dot com? Yeah. So, if you are interested in learning about what OT is, um, American Occupational Therapy Association, or AOTA dot org. It's a great resource. Right. They also have an Instagram oh. um, and a Facebook page. What's on that Instagram? Lots of great things. What's the Instagram um, handle? I believe it's just AOTA. AOTA? Mm-hmm. How'd they get that? That could stand for anything. And yeah, I am really difficult to find. I usually tell people to find me through my significant other. So <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know, if you're not friends with Carl, then. And Guess we're bad. not friends. <laughs> Can't be friends with Ashley. Yeah. Oh, this is lovely. Look at this Instagram. Yeah, so our like icon is the Tyrannosaurus Rex because as you can see lower down, lower, uh-huh. lower, lower. Right oh, there. There's one. Ah. Um 
because OTs are really known for this like tool called the Reacher, which is <laughs> just like this long handled thing with like two prongs on the end to help people grab things. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Tyrannosaurus Rexes have small arms, so they you know? need a Reacher. So they Ow. need a Reacher. Out. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> funny. I don't know if you heard that. It was a, one of those inflatable T-Rexes and a guy was signing and then someone was asking, well, you know why T-Rexes are always so angry? Because they can't sign with those little arms. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, they could, but people sign with all kinds of arms. People sign with one arm. Mm-hmm. People sign uh, with two arms. <laughs> people sign with three arms. No, <laughs> maybe. Think about the signs you could make, though. Think about them. Are you thinking about them? I, yeah. Are they inappropriate, Megan? No, I'm just trying to be with you. We're st- <laughs> come into this space with me. <laughs> Let's talk about three-arm sign language. And if I come on in, the water's nice. It's not nice. It's bad. This is bad, it's water. bad water. Stay out. If I it's listen back to this when I'm sober, we'll find out if it stays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. We're going to sign off. Great. Anything else you want to say? Thanks for having me. You're very Thank welcome. Thank you very much for being here. You're aggressively welcome. Oh. I'm going to go thank Ashley. Okay. Hey, Ashley. Hey, David. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Dress for the Podcast You Want, the most successful thing you've ever ever done. put in your ear i don't think we ever <laughs> has said fuck this episode so oh, let's get them all you out. gotta put them in there fuck 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 fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <That was good. laughs>